0: Hello, and welcome to the third of Lloyd's List's podcasts, sponsored by DNVGL. My name is Richard Clayton, and I'm the Chief Correspondent at Lloyd's List. In our first podcast, we discussed the road to decarbonisation. We heard that shipping is on the cusp of a significant ramping up of its decarbonisation efforts. The second podcast covered the world of alternative fuels and DNVGL's Evolving Green Shipping Programme. And today we're focusing on digitalization in shipping and in classification. I have with me Stena Stennessen, Head of Technical Support Norway, and Bjorn-Johan Vartdal, Digital Director for Maritime. Welcome to both of you. We've been discussing digitalization for several years, exploring everything from tiny sensors through to fully autonomous vessels. Um, bjorn Johan, give us an overview of digitalization in the maritime sector. How far have we progressed?
1: It's, uh, it's very difficult to give you one answer to that question because there are very large variations across uh, the different ship segments. Uh, there are variations between the individual owners Large variations between if you talk about the industry uh, on the sh- on the land side there is uh, there is quite a lot of digitalisation uh, as basically for the for the rest of the uh, of the society but on the ship side it's uh, it's relatively slow and I think that the real changes that will be seen in the industry is when once the ships are sort of included in what we call is the digital value chain. And in, in many cases, this is not, uh, this is not the situation today. Uh, and, uh, we have worked on, on several projects, uh, with regards to, to trying to include ships in this digital value chain. And, and what we are experiences, uh, experiencing is that still most of the processes on board are, are very manual. Uh, and And for even for those who are not manual, it is very difficult to access data and then to therefore to make uh, use of the data so So I would say that uh, it's uh, we have started but, uh, but we're not that far uh, yet
0: We get the impression don't we that certain economies in the world are fully engaged or certainly um, further down the road towards digitalization um But shipping is a global industry, isn't it? So is everyone on board or are we just focusing on one or two um, leaders in this sector?
1: I I think, uh, again, it's uh, it's back to the same. that Not everybody is uh, is on board here. And I think to be on board, you need to sort of have a perception that that to invest in in digitalization of processes will ultimately give you a, a real benefit. Uh, And uh, it it has, uh, to be honest, the investment for for doing this uh, on ships in particular may be quite uh, significant, and and the benefit may not be uh, immediately apparent. uh, apparent. Uh, But we do see uh, in our collaborations that there are some actors, and particularly some of the really large players, that sort of have an inherent belief that these investments will be beneficial for them, and therefore are investing in, in, in implementing digital process on board uh, the ships and, and throughout their uh, organization. Uh, and personally, I do not think they will regret these investments. Uh, however, the, the question is also coming up on how, how to implement the good digital process. Uh, and in DAVGL, we have now, we have developed some class notations to, to support the ship owners in the implementation of best practices
0: for how to how to implement digital processes into their procedures. Um, so, Stena, um, if I can turn to you, Class Classification has seen digital processes as a springboard for change. Um, how have you at DNVGL, how have you been able to rethink the work you do as a result of digitalization?
2: You know, we've been talking about digitalization for quite a long time, uh, But like Björn Johan says, hasn't been so much happening. We've had a portal uh, uh, offered to our customers for several years and it's been improved uh, all along, of course. Uh, But I would say that uh, the first real big delivery we have had as class is the digital certificates we we, uh, delivered in 2017. I mean, talking about it now, it may not be such a big deal. But imagine we were sending certificates after the vessels around the world, so that they had an original copy on board, and that's just three years ago. But now it's a press of a button, and and uh, a valid and updated certificate is there. So that was the first big thing we did, and then in 2018 we delivered uh, delivered uh, the smart survey booking, which uh, we could you know communicate more efficiently with the customer uh informing where it's uh it's best to uh do their surveys uh based on their trading pattern and of course in twenty nineteen we launched uh the remote survey service for our full fleet so actually before the pandemic so that i think that was the the first way of thinking um uh, first thing we did very different uh where we started to offer remote surveys um to our customers for the occasional and smaller services. Um, so we've we've been doing this for quite a long time, but it's once we start using the data that uh, is gathered on board the vessels we have a, a real uh, differentiator, I think. And the first service we have launched, uh, utilizing data from the vessels, is uh, MMC, Machinery Maintenance Connect, uh, which is a service where we where we get data from their um, their maintenance system, and we actually do the plant maintenance survey for them uh, using that data without going on board and we uh, uh, we deliver back benchmarking and insight to our customers so that they can uh, benchmark between uh within their fleet uh, who is operating well can they learn something from uh, one ship and, and transfer to another uh, and also uh you know towards the industry as such. So I think that's that's one of the things that is starting to happen now is that we are getting more data from our uh, customers' vessels, and we are building services for uh, on based on that data. And that's that's a, a very interesting way forward because then we will we will be able to do uh, deliver the service in a different way and not just replicate what we have always been doing on board by streaming, which is a new thing we're talking about.
0: But a lot of these processes, as you say, you were working on or working through before COVID. So so what's happened this year? Has COVID accelerated the way you work or has it in some way hindered it?
2: Oh, for sure. Uh, the, the, the pandemic has accelerated uh, this uh, hugely. Uh, like you say, we were doing quite a lot uh, of uh, remote service before the pandemic hit us uh but after that it's it's um, increased significantly and um there were many customers who were reluctant to to uh, you know order a remote survey or work remotely with us but they are fully on board now and i think uh, i can't remember the exact number but i think we're on 80 85% of our customers have uh, worked remotely with us now so uh it's it's uh, quite a lot but there are still challenges and and uh <laughs> You know, the vessels aren't really ready and building on what uh, Björn Johan said, you know, the connectivity part is, uh, is a real challenge. Um, so, uh, that is, that is what we're, uh, we, the willingness to in- invest hasn't, may not have been there before the pandemic, but it's, it has increased, uh, significantly now. And I, I think we will see, uh, um, a higher willingness to to actually spend some on, on the connectivity and the remote processes going forward as a result of the pandemic.
0: So Björn, Johan, we talk about the challenge there of connectivity. Uh, one of the other challenges we've got, surely, is the standardization of data and, and processes. Um, is the industry where it needs to be on standards?
1: Uh, I can categorically say no. Uh, and I, I don't think... You are actually seeing the importance of standardization before you're really sort of getting your hands dirty and starting to, to look how to implement digital process ownership. Uh, and, and for me, there, there are sort of there are two key benefits uh, enabled by uh, standardization. Uh, the first one I would say is interoperability. And and what I mean by that is to that if you really want to capture the value of of digitalization and processes on digital processes on board ship, you need to be able to process and capture data from from different systems. And and today you you do have sort of possibility to to capture data from a system, but to sort of to sort of cross pollinate and to utilize. Data from different systems, that's very different and difficult due to the, to the lack of, of standards ways of tagging and, and, and sharing these uh, data. Uh, and the other factor is, is this uh, issue of scalability, because if you want to implement the digital process without uh, established standards, it becomes extremely cumbersome and expensive if you have to, for every ship, repeat the same type of process and and try to extract the data in a different way for every time you want to do it. It becomes extremely costly Uh, and standardization of data will really then significantly ease the processes and allow scaling to take place in a cost-effective manner.
0: One of the the chief concerns of ship owners in any discussion about digitalization is that it makes the industry more vulnerable to cyber attack. Um, Steno, what has DNVGO been doing to tackle that concern? Uh, yeah,
2: cybersecurity is, uh, is on, has a very high focus these days, and uh, uh, we know that um, there is uh, an increased uh, focus on it from uh, regulatory um, bodies like IMO, uh, and that they will also um, have requirements to uh cybersecurity uh coming into force in twenty twenty one. So so that's that's one of the things uh that the regulators are doing. But but this is a uh is a growing concern because of uh more connected vessels and uh the threat that may pose. But DNV GL, we uh we are of course uh assisting our customers on this we we have um certain um you know principal requirements to cybersecurity in our main class rules but we have also developed new uh, voluntary uh, class notation uh, on this so that the customers can uh, can get assistance to comply uh, to this uh, area better. Uh, also on uh, the ISM part, we are offering uh, checklists, and actually a security quick checklist that uh, any uh, customer can use to see where the level of compliance uh, they are on these days. So there's been a lot of focus and i think the the focus will increase as uh, as we go forward and uh, as this um, um these requirements are, are into force in 2021 so uh
0: that's yeah So there is still a lot of work to be done okay that's that's good um now, throughout this series of uh, podcasts, what I've been asking uh, my guests to do is to look over the horizon at the year 2050, which seems to be the uh, IMO's preferred date. Um, when we think about digital processes that you've been engaged in, Stena, um what might the industry look like in 30 years' time?
2: <laughs> A
0: terribly difficult question to answer, I have to say,
2: but... Uh, i we're certainly not looking at any kind of revolution. Uh, it's more of an evolution, of course, you know. Um, the pandemic has given us a real push to see what kind of needs we may have and what the possibilities are. I mean, uh, I'm assuming all of us in this podcast are sitting from home uh, doing our job, and uh, that was... Uh, uh, not even uh, discussed uh, one year ago, you know. So that's one simple example. But but going into the maritime industry and the vessels, I I think we will see more connected vessels for sure. Uh, and um, uh, the uh, satellite coverage will in, uh, improve, and the prices for connectivity will go down. So that will be uh, much much uh, you know easier. Um, in 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 the most developed countries, everybody has a, a sophisticated phone, and we have a laptop and everything, and that will spread across uh, the um, the industry, and and this will be a uh, normal equipment on board a vessel, so so uh, that can be easily um, uh, used. But but I think that one of the big things we're looking at is the sharing of data. Will the customers be willing to share the data with us? Enabling us to work in a different and smarter way that's that's still one of the big questions. Those who are doing it with us now they they reap, are reaping benefits but we we see that many customers are still reluctant um so that's a, a few thoughts from me
0: that's very good thank you uh beyond johan uh, same question to you yeah it's
2: uh it's
1: as Denner is saying it's a difficult question but I think that although sort of implementation of digital processes are, are slow, uh, within twenty fifty I think that will very much be commonplace. Uh and then particularly uh, when you look at the operations of ships, I, I think that this will have a very big impact on sort of the distribution of responsibilities for how you are how you are uh, operating the ships. So it's, it's basically like Stanley saying today we are sort of working not centrally, we're working in a distributed way. And same for the ship. If you if you have these digital processes, if you have the information at hand where you are, you could distribute these responsibilities in a different way that uh, than they are done today. So so it means that the functions that could be more effectively carried out from shore, they will be carried out from shore. Whereas if there are functions that are carried out on the ship and they are more effectively carried out on the ship, they, they will be carried out on the ship uh and but then, of course, there will be a lot of these functions that are carried out in the ship and maybe can be automated in order to completely remove the 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 need for having a person to to carry out that function and and then, of course, even the functionality may also be carried out by an algorithm which will make this function autonomous so the question is then to what degree all functions on the ship can be made autonomous. I mean, that's questionable. But I believe that in 2050, it is quite possible that for some, some ship types and onboard functions, these could be automated uh, or made autonomous. And uh, it could then also feasibly lead to even for some ship types having, having on ships, for instance. So I don't think, I don't think that is necessarily uh, unrealistic. But in order for that to happen, you really have to implement the digital process in a good way first,
2: or it will not even be possible.
0: So thank you very much that was uh, that was very interesting from from both sides there. Um, no, no doubt the path to a digital future will have many challenges uh, to overcome, and some of those we've uh, addressed just now. Um, it's obvious to me that digitalization can raise our game in efficiency, in safety, in man-machine interface. Uh, decarbonisation and, let's not forget, in profitability. Stenis denison, Björn Johan Wartdahl, thank you for showing us a glimpse of shipping's digital future.